Welcome to the Dream Centre Manchester, where we trust the ministry of Pastor Tony Higginson and the team will challenge and inspire you to become the move and be the demonstration. We warmly invite you each Sunday morning to join us for our family service, but for more information or to subscribe to our podcast, visit our website at thedreamcentre.co.uk. morning everybody so the title this morning's title is called is there a lack in the kingdom which Andy will explain as we go along (laughs) he's looking at me (laughs) okay not long ago when I was praying for the youth the words came out wake up shake up and get out of the land of nod this raised my spirit. It was like somebody had turned on the gas and it went whoosh and it went up another level. Wake up, shake up and get out of the land of Nod, which Andy's going to explain a bit more. So one of the funny things about the land of Nod, I mean, in the UK, um, my, my mum and whatever used to say, oh, he's, he's off in the land of Nod. Who's heard of that phrase? Yeah? Living in the land of Nod. There is a land of Nod. Yeah? It's in Genesis. It's only mentioned once. It's in Genesis 4.16. And it was where Cain went when God sent him from out of his presence. Do you know what it means? It means wandering. That's what it means. Now, the thing about it is that what we want to do is we want to actually show you how that could be translated. So, Ralph, can I have slide number one? Oh, we've got a few. There you go. That's <laughs> the Noddy, right? That is a lovely cartoon character or a character that I was brought up with and certainly has been around for many, many, many years. The world sees us as that. They see Christians as being in the land of Nod, an irrelevant children's cartoon character. Now, I'm not talking about necessarily people in the house. I've said the world sees the church. Mm. They see us as a complete irrelevance, no voice. We're not seen. We don't mean anything. We're just a children's story at Christmas at best. Mm. All right? So what we need to do is understand why that is a million miles away. All right, Ralph, we're finished with the slide. Thank you. That's a million miles away from what this year's theme is, which is what? Come on. What's this year's theme? Be the and... Oh, please. (laughs) All right. Okay. Yeah, we're in the land of not. We're in the land of not this morning. (laughs) Come on, guys. Wake up and shake up. So... (laughs) It says to me, well, it takes me back in some respects to say, well, where's it all going wrong? Is there a lack somewhere in the kingdom? Is there something missing? And, you know, when you read scripture, I can find loads of scriptures that talks about the fullness and the abundance and the everything and the everything you need. I can't see any need, any lack, as we've been hearing from pastor. What I can see, though, is an implied need. And that implied need is you. 
right? That implied need is you. 117 times in the New Testament does the word works appear. And let me just give you a couple of those references, right? Turn the page, and we'll start that again. Okay, Titus 3.8. This is a faithful saying, and these things I want you to affirm constantly, that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. And again, further on in Titus 14, 3, 14, and let our people also learn to maintain good works, to meet urgent needs, that they may not be unfruitful. Pastors told, there's many a time that we can do practical things within the house, and that is certainly true. But not everybody can, because not everybody lives or has the availability of time. But what I would say is, can you help in general? Can you write? Can you listen? Can you care? And I don't care how old you are, and I'm looking at the youth as well as looking at the older people or more mature people. That's better, dear. (laughs) We can all do something, right? Now, what we can't overcome sometimes is... We can't all go up to people and start testifying. We can't. It's not easy. I don't find it easy. Although, having said that, I've got a bit bulgy recently. What I've been doing <laughs> last week, I was in the gym and went for a sauna, and there was two guys in there, and they were, just, they were speaking in one of the 122 dialects of India. And they weren't being offensive or anything like that. They were just talking. But they were talking in a language I had no idea what they were talking about. So I started speaking a language they had no idea about, which is tongues. Now, I didn't do it loudly or aggressively or rudely. I just thought, well, why not? So I did. Do what you can, where you can, when you can. So the thing was, and when one of the guys went out the, 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 the sauna, we had just got naturally chatting to the other one. And we had a great conversation, and it was good fun. But I'll do that, because I, that's something I can do, and I'm not frightened of it. Now, one of the things that I wanted the youth to be in for is because one of the key areas that we're neglecting is social media. I'm not talking just about Facebook. I'm talking about every strand of social media needs to have the ability for us to use as our voice, as our message, all right? I'll tell you one of the reasons why I think this is becoming more important. Do you realize that I think it was in 2017, Google registered World of the Future. Why did they register it? It is a religion based on artificial intelligence so that everybody can talk to God and get an answer. You realize that? Now, we talk about Google and technology in a positive sense, and that's great. But that's the downside. There is an agenda. There is clearly an agenda going on. Artificial intelligence is something we need to be aware of, but not frightened of. So the first thing, when you're actually looking at using different and new technologies, is to know what you believe. First and foremost, know what you believe. Why do I believe in Jesus? 
right? Why do I believe I'm going to go to heaven? Why is the blood good for me? This is called a worldview, right? This is how your life is constructed, whether or not you like it. And it's based on four things. Where have I come from? What's my purpose? What's my morals, i.e. what's good and what's bad? And where am I going to go when I die? Those four things, if you can answer those four things, you can just about cream the world. Seriously. Because I've asked non-Christians and Christians those questions, and a lot don't have a clue. But the worldview will determine how you can communicate with them. All right? Because you, you're in control. You know, you need to know what you know. Now, let me tell you, I've gone and, and done some research and done some of this and done some of that. And these two people I think everyone should at least listen to, if only because they won't tell you anything different to what you hear in this house from the pastor and from the elders. They'll just tell you in a different way, which will give you some ideas about what you may be able to use if you're going to communicate. One is a guy called Oz Guinness. Just remember the beer. Oz Guinness. He is the great-great-grandson of the founder, but he's also a really, really good speaker. And he's, he comments on loads of social issues. He was the one the Americans went to and asked the question the day after 9-11. So what's Christ, what's God, where is God in all of this? And he answered it. So he's great to listen to if you want to get a social background on things, if you want to get a real good understanding of Jesus today, and where's the relevance today? He'll answer, he has loads of things on YouTube, and the reason, that's why I say it, go on YouTube, look at him, and what you'll find is a slightly different way of putting across what we hear in the house. The truth, the other one, if you're from a slightly scientific background, because let's be honest, there's a lot of stuff out there about evolution, a lot of stuff out there about artificial intelligence, a lot of stuff about there, loads of other stuff. The other guy to listen to on YouTube is John Lennox, L-E-N-N-O-X. The guy's got a doctorate in maths, a doctorate in philosophy, and a doctorate in physics. He's not stupid. But he is create, he, for me, when I listen to him, he puts some of these real, oh, well, what's the age of the universe? What's the, he, he goes and he says, no, I really, really listen and learn and live the Bible. So he's great. Just go and listen to him. Now, the thing about it is that I don't really want to go on too much further than this. I'm going to give you a next. The other thing I want to do is, so know what you believe. Know how to find out what's true and what's not true. There's a lot of rubbish on the internet, isn't there? Right? There is a lot. No, so know when you're communicating, whether it's by writing or talking, what, how are people receiving what you're saying? In other words, you may, whether you're writing or talking, you may think you're making, like I am now, perfect sense, but you may be going, what is he on about? So you need to understand your audience, who you're talking to, and how are they going to translate it. When you, when you listen, you can, you can find that people have written loads of great things, but there's one little sentence in there. And you know people will pick up on the one sentence that doesn't quite run right or seems to be a bit. They will. So be careful. Try and be careful in how we communicate, what we communicate. All right? So try and do that. So try and be, 
be gentle in, in the way we do that and just be conscious. I mean, who, how many people know that I've heard Cheryl say, when, when she's had a response back, when, when social media's been binging and bonging and what have you, oh, that doesn't sound... She says, that doesn't sound right. I wonder if there's something the matter. It's written word, but it comes across the same way. So when you communicate by writing, it's the same as when you're speaking. Be clear and don't be you know, offensive. Now, the other thing, I'm going to finish on this. Here's an example. Oh, and Joe's going to come back to some of these principles. Be patient is the other one. Everybody has got friends, right? And everybody would like to share Jesus with their friends, I'm sure. But sometimes you have to be patient. You can't start straight away. Can't, you can't go, oh, let me tell you about Jesus. So some can, and if you can, great. I can't. I can do certain things, but I can't do that. Here's an example. I was talking to Paul this week, and he wanted to communicate on a forum he's a member of about Joshua and about the difficulties. But he also wanted to include God in that. Now, this is a forum, a secular forum. No Christians in there. So, he, he, it's a, funnily enough, what's Paul's other great love in life? Football. It's a football forum. So, he, he didn't know what to do, but he just he said, Lord, help me. So, he said, look, what it ended up with, I talked about football. Then he says, baby Joshua's been born. Duh, duh, duh. But thank, no, thankfully, God has healed him and sent us provision. And he just met, that was it. That was it. And then he moved on and finished it off with football. That went to 27,000 people, right? Hence the need to be a bit careful. But he's had so many likes. But more than that, and this is the important part, and on this I'm going to finish and hand over to Cheryl, he's had lots and lots of people sending him personal message saying, oh, thank you for saying that. We'll pray with you. We'll continue to pray for you. It's great to hear you that. It's great to hear about that testimony. You're helping others stand up and be a voice. All right. So on that, I'm going to hand over to Cheryl, who's going to give you more examples using the same principles. And this is very simple and basic, but I'm going to quickly outline. It's how we live our life. It's our attitude with people. And it's who we communicate, whether it's not in the field, whether it's in the workplace, or whether it's just wherever we happen to be. And I want to read you this little poem. And it's by Spike Milligan. And it just demonstrates how a simple word or something you do, how it can spread. And it says, A smile is infectious. You catch it like the flu. Someone smiled at me today, and I started smiling too. I walked around the corner, and someone saw me grin. When they smiled, I realized I'd passed it on to them. I thought about the smile, and then I realized it's worth. A single smile like mine could travel around the earth. And so, if you feel a smile begin. Don't leave it undetected. Start an epidemic and get the world infected. That is what Christ was teaching the disciples. 
we have to get the world affected. A simple smile. You know when you've been out in the street walking, somebody smiles, you smile back. And sometimes if you're taking your dog for a walk or whatever, you smile, they smile. A smile can lead into a conversation, which it can. Now for me, I can easily talk about my testimony last year with people when I went through cancer. But I haven't had cancer for 60 odd years ever. So what did I do before? It's simple things like being positive, always having a smile, always being upbeat in front of people. Are you listening, youth? Because this is something that is really important that you can do without it being too embarrassing, without it being too difficult. Now, everybody knows, for me, I can talk for England. But one of the other things that you need to do is listen. There is power. And when somebody's trying to say something to you, it's being that really intensive and listening to what they're saying. It is vital. Sometimes I've discovered in Mums and Tots, I might not always have a scripture. And I don't always need a scripture. Sometimes just standing there, listening to somebody else that may be on their own, that may not have any chance to talk. Now, a lot of this to some people is just common sense. But as my pastor's wife says, common sense ain't that common. And so you really need to think about who you're with, how you're talking. Now, yesterday, for me, I was buying... My husband let me buy a little bracelet. And while I'm buying this bracelet, I had a beautiful watch bought for me last year that had the scripture put on for me. And I was able to show this lady because I had it on. And I was able to testify my story to this lady who clearly wasn't a Christian. But what I'm saying is what you say, it might be something simple to you, but to somebody else, it can mean an awful lot. It might hit them in the spirit in a way that they've least expected it. It's like the smile. It becomes infectious. Your story gets passed on like the internet, like that simple word. It doesn't matter what it is. It will get passed on. I shared with a lady this week and she, and she thanked me three times for sharing with her what it was I shared. Now I know she will take that on and it will be with a lot of people that are not Christians. So really, it's when you're talking, it's you don't have to ram scripture down people's throat, so to speak. Because people look at Christian and think, oh, here we go, we're going to get it. No. It's how you are in a situation, how you live, being caring, supportive, listening, talking, letting them talk. Sometimes they don't want an answer. They just want you to listen. They need someone to listen. And when you've had that privilege, because it is, with some of the things that people share that I found in TOTS, some of it has been very, very personal. And then they've thanked me afterwards because I've spent the time to listen. It earns you the respect of them to share more. To then, when there is an opening, when you can then share, well, actually, this is what God did for me in this situation. They don't feel they're being preached at. They feel that you're sharing 
a life experience. You're sharing what you're going through. And that can easily be started by a simple smile. It can be going down the street. It can be in the workplace. It can be wherever you happen to be. Think about it. Think about how God can use you in the most simplistic way. Because it's the simplest way that God works the best. When he talks to us, he doesn't give us a whole reams of lines. He'll say, Shirley, I need you to be positive this year. Not telling me right there and then why, but something as simple as that. Or I sometimes, when I'm coming out of the supermarket, there's a gentleman that is obviously homeless and he sits there. And at first you get a little bit nervous. So I'll go and buy him a meal deal and I'll just say, yeah, I'll over move on quick. And then God said, why are you rushing? Talk to him. Ask him how he's doing. Let him know that I'm thinking of him. Just simply say, God wants you to know he really does love you and he really is thinking about you. And you'd be amazed the answers and the responses that you get. So the key is, listen. Be there to listen, to share. Look for the little tiny openings Look for the little cracks. Don't be judgmental because you never know who you're talking to. You know, we could be talking to Christ himself. Who knows? You just don't know. But a simple smile, a simple listening. You know, there's a reason why God gave us two ears. I say this to the children. There's a reason why he gave us two ears because he wants us to make sure that we've got his attention. So if he wants us to make sure we've got his attention, whatever field we happen to be in, we need to have the attention to see where we can help, where we can teach the word of God, where we share our life of what is going on. That is how we can be the demonstration. That is how we can be the move that pastor is talking to us about. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I've been good. I'm amazed. I've been good. Um, Actually, she's done rather too well. Um, <laughs> think about it. Right, okay, let's... I want to just tie this up. I'm, I'm glad, really, that she's given me another minute. Um, and, I, and I think I would say this to anybody, but particularly guys in, you know, sort of emerging voices in the youth. If you find, if you ask yourself the questions, why do I believe what I believe, and you can't really answer it, don't be frightened of that. That's not unusual, all right? None of these answers necessarily are easy. But why do you think you've got leaders around you? Why do you think you've got your parents? Why do you think you've got us? You Saying you don't understand something and saying you don't have an answer to people, yourself included, is not a bad thing. The key to it is going to somebody you trust to find the answer or to help find the answer. All right? Don't trust... Uncle Google, right? No, Uncle Google's Talk not to good. people. Google have an agenda. I'm not being negative to Google. I use Google a lot. But just be careful, as in all things, use a bit of wisdom that God has definitely given you. Mm. All right. But do ask God this week, specifically the youth as well as all of us, how much are we in the land of Nod? How much are we in there? How much are we wandering with our faith? How much 
And sometimes we don't know, we don't see it, we don't realize it. But as our walk gets stronger with God, he does reveal it to you. So I would say, ask yourself this question, how much am I in the land of Nod? Because God wants us to wake up, shake up, and get out of it. Okay, can we just stand and we'll pray? Father, we thank you that you have given us the opportunity to speak. The opportunity to communicate your word. Now, whether that's writing, speaking, drawing, painting, it doesn't matter. But we all have to do something. Even if it's working, not even at all, if it's working in the house to do something, to work it through. Do whatever you can to help others to care and never lord help help us never to forget that jesus always listened first before he questioned before he did anything he listened father i pray that we will be listeners but also that we will be valid strong communicators and father that we get the we shake we end up by shaking the world waking the world to the glory and the wonder of your son, Jesus. Amen. 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 You know, the Bible tells us, doesn't it? I'm not going to preach, don't worry. Um, The Bible tells us to wake up, O sleeper. And wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead. And let the... Let Christ shine upon you. It's so easy to drift. You know, Noddy, the land of Nod, it's so easy to drift. And um, have you ever drifted in the car when you've, when you've thought to yourself, I've ever driven from this side of, I've got here and your mind's been somewhere else and, and you think you braked, you stopped at the lights, you didn't run the old lady down. You know, you didn't overtake the police car. You did everything by automatic pilot. And yet you realize just how far you can travel in the land of Nod. It's true, isn't it? Until all of a sudden you just come out of this slightly uh, conscious coma. What we'll call the land of Nod. And then all of a sudden, and you don't think anything of it until after the event. But all those things that took place, what what you don't know is how long you were in there for. And uh, it's amazing just how easy in life we drift. And we're unaware of the consequences. The amazing thing about driving like that is that your brain still knows the route you're on and it still carries on going. But in real life, not in the car now, when you drift, you get lost. And uh, though you keep functioning, parts of your body keep functioning, you're getting further and further away from where you should be. And in Christianity, that's one of the greatest concerns that we have for people is that how easily people can drift and get from one place to another and they don't realize just how far they've drifted. So when the Bible says, you know, wake up, O sleeper. These were people once awake, once listening, once attentive, once watching, once hearing, once receiving. And then all of a sudden, they go into this passive mode. And you know, that's just as destructive as saying, I don't want to follow anymore. Because you're unconscious of it. 
And then all of a sudden, you wake up and you go, oh, dear me, two years of your life have gone by. Opportunities were missed. Blah, blah, blah. And then, then you're going to claim that scripture then, aren't you? Well, the Lord will give me the years the locust has eaten. No, he won't. No, he won't. You can claim that all day long if you want. You need to read that scripture and understand the context of which it speaks in. You can't just pull it out as a fridge magnet and do it. I mean, you know, God doesn't work with fridge magnets. God works on his truth. Amen. So let's stand to our feet. Be careful that you do not end up in the land of Nod. Be careful you do not end up in the land of Nod. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to call on your name. We thank you, O God, for the things that you speak into our hearts, the things that you're doing. We thank you, Lord, that you come again and you come again. And you're merciful to us and you bring your word again to us to wake us up. Father, I pray for every one of us to be stirred in our hearts so that we make conscious decisions. Father, even if we get it wrong, at least we want to be conscious about what we're doing. So that for, therefore we can take full responsibility. So Father, I ask you all right now, oh God, let the Holy Ghost speak his word from every angle. Come from every angle, oh God, whether it be on, from a TV, from the radio, from a book, from a song, whatever it is, Lord, keep speaking to us. Get our attention. Keep us awake. Keep us focused. Keep us listening. Keep us attentive. Keep us humble. Father, the moment we know when, the word, when we switch off to the, from the word, we will be scattered, we will be separated, rather than synchronized with what you're doing in heaven. So, Father, we thank you. And yet again, Lord, we say strengthen the weak amongst us. Strengthen the feeble hands. Lord, I pray for the weak. I pray for those who are uh, in a state of unrest right now. And I pray the peace of God will transcend all understanding. Father, I pray that the God of this world will be silenced. And the God of heaven will give understanding. And clarity where there has been no understanding and clarity. In the name of Jesus and the people of God said. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to let you go home early today.